Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. I don't understand how a word that's written K E U C H E L is pronounced Keikel. Now, this makes no sense to me. Okay, but neither does uh, Mike Shashevsky. Yeah, okay, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> the Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Hello. Hey, Skip. How are you? What is going on? I just finished watching the end of uh, an NFL game that we'll talk about later on in the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we both want to get down to business and recap the World Series. Oh, uh, well, we had some... <laughs> well, we're jumping right in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, the World Series ended a few days ago, and I'm kind of sad that it's over because I love watching the games. Yeah. And I know we complained so much about how the games ended so late, but I loved staying up late watching them. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I told you this off air, but I'll tell the listeners what I did. Um, I think it was game uh, three yeah. and also game five. Those games ended later than all the others. Well, game um, five, it ended like uh, it's still going. Right. And game yeah. three was the one that went into <laughs> extra innings, I think. Yeah. Or was it game two? I don't remember. But game anyway, two, game, game three, two. game three and game five two. ended really late. And so what I did was, I uh, just before shutting the TV off and going to bed, the game was still going on. I hit record and I went yeah. to bed. Yeah. And then I woke up the next morning and I didn't look at my phone and I didn't listen to the radio and I didn't look at anything. I just turned on my PVR and just started watching from where I left off. So even though it was like twelve hours later or eight hours later or whatever it was. For me, it was like it was live. I should have done the same thing. <laughs> I tried to do the same thing for game five. The game five, like, I, honestly, I, I could not stay up. Honestly, I just could not stay up. Neither and, could I. Yeah. And I, I ended up falling asleep and, and basically woke up when it was like, oh, the winning run scored and the game's over, you know, kind of thing. Mm. So um, I don't know. Where do you want to start with this? Like, I mean, congratulations to the Astros. and but... Sure, but they'll never hear this, so we don't need to congratulate them. <laughs> <laughs> but here's where I want to start. First things first, I'm not really... Okay. And we'll talk about a million things and we're not yeah, going to yeah. go in any kind of order. I have but, a few points that I wrote down, but like, it's nothing... Like, I'm sure we'll get into it. Well, here's what I wanted to mention. A couple things. So, all the so-called experts yeah. said that um, the Dodgers had the advantage going into Game 5 because Kershaw was pitching. Well, this is what I said. <laughs> Well, and and not you're you calling were the only me the one. so-called expert, right? Well, yes. but the Dodgers didn't win Game Five, and then yeah. in Game Six, everyone said the Astros have the advantage because Verlander was starting, and the Astros didn't win Game Six, which just comes back to what I said to you, I think, a month ago. The pitching yeah. matchups are meaningless. I mean, they're not meaningless, but I think they're they're overvalued, right? And like you, you say anybody could win any any game, right? Which, which is which, true. Which is true. Yeah. But I think maybe you're right. I always look at the games every year for my whole life. I look at the pitching matchups and I'm like, hey, what, what do you, what do I think? Obviously, you know, Kershaw should win this game and Verlander should win the next game. And I give you a lot of credit because when I said that, you're like, no, I think it's going to be the opposite. You know, it doesn't matter, right? So you were right on with that, I have to admit. But I mean, I'm still going to look at the pitching matchups, but it's tough looking at pitching matchups when the, the managers don't let their pitchers go past five innings. You're right. Right. Absolutely. So that's also another thing. Yes. They were, they all had, they all had a very quick hook and, um, 
And then you wonder why, you know, Kenley Jansen is blowing a save because he's been asked to pitch way more innings than he normally does. Well, this happens every year. This is a recurring theme um, in the baseball playoffs for as long as we've been following baseball. I mean, there's, I mean, the Yankee dynasty, right? Mariano Rivera, Rivera, the greatest closer of all time, right? But, you know, in 2000, they lost to the Diamondbacks. And you know why they lost to the Diamondbacks? Because they had no one else in the bullpen that year. All the other years of the Yankee teams, they had great bullpens. They had uh, Mike Stanton, uh, Graham Lloyd. Um, Graham well, Lloyd, Re- he's awful. Yeah, but he was good on the Yankees. Maybe he was you know? on the Yankees. Not they on the had uh, Ramiro Mendoza. They had R- Mariano Rivera as the setup man to Wetland. Like, they had a lot of bodies in the bullpen. And that year, Rivera was the only guy, <laughs> right? And by the time it got to Game 7, they got to him. You know, the D-backs got to him. And the same thing happened here with Kenley Jansen. It's funny because in game earlier on in the series, he came in and the, the announcers are like, Kenley Jansen, he's being asked to get a six-out save. And I'm like, who the hell cares? The guy can't get a six-out save? You know, Apparently he can't. Appar- and uh, in, in my mind, I was like, apparently he can't. I think they're so specialized now, right, these guys? It's as terrible. soon as they step out of their comfort zone by this much, it's... They, they, they. Everything is like, like, like Seinfeld, right? You can't disturb the delicate genius. It's so true, right? The delicate genius. They're so mentally gifted that we mustn't disturb the delicate genius. Kelly Johnson, he can only get three outs. He can't get four. He can't get five. And forget about six, right? It's got to <laughs> only be three. It's only be three, right? And that's what happened. And the same. Well, I mean, look, the 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 Astros closer Giles. I mean, it's a whole other story. He he forgot how to pitch. He he lost his confidence. They could they couldn't do anything. And uh, A.J. Hinch is getting a lot of praise for how he handles his pitchers in, in Game 6 and Game 7, right? But, I mean, what other choice did he have, <laughs> you know? Game 7, he brings in Peacock, and then he brings in Morton, and that that's the only bodies he had. I mean, Francisco Liriano was always available, but clearly he didn't want to use him because he was there warming up every game, but he never came in. And then Verlander was warming up at the end of Game 7. I don't know if he was really going to bring him in or not, but, like... Well, he wasn't warming up to pitch the next day because there was no next day. I know, I know. But, like, you know, everyone's praising him. Oh, you brought in Charlie Morton. Like, well, okay. You know, he brought him Jin. That's all he could do. That's all he could do, you know? Morton and Peacock both pitched well every time they were used. Morton was solid, yeah. And Peacock was very solid, too. I have to admit. Davinsky was up and down. And, well, I mean, Giles was completely useless. I mean, you know, but... What I didn't understand was they interviewed all the guys after the game, all the players, whatever, and most of those interviews are a waste of time. But yeah. when they when they interviewed McCullers, who started um, Game 7... Oh, I'm so happy you said that. McCullers he said, is the best interview because he talks, he talks the truth, this guy. Right, that's fine, that's fine. But he said, you know, they asked him about being taken out at, what, it was a third, fourth inning? I don't even remember yeah. now. And he's like, yeah, I told AJ I had nothing left in my, I had nothing left in the tank. But what do you mean you had nothing left in the tank? He was pitching on normal rest. So, so why did he have nothing left in the tank? No, I, I don't know if it was a normal rest or was it three days rest? No, no, because he yeah. had pitched, what was it? Game seven. So he had pitched game, game three, I guess. Yeah. 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 He had pitched game three. Should have been fine. And there's plenty of time between game three and seven. But it could happen that, you know, you warm up in the bullpen that before the game starts and you know, you don't have your stuff, right? You know. He was and the guy, actually, the night before, after Game 6 ended, he was out in right field throwing a baseball with, with yeah. somebody. I've never seen that in my entire life, where after <laughs> a game, the guy's out there on the long field, toss. long tossing the day before yeah. he's about to start. Yeah. I've never seen that in my life. Well, I mean, he really did have nothing. He hit three batters, right? Like Four. 
or four, four, right? Like he, he had no control, and they had to get him out of there. And and quite frankly, the Astros are lucky they survived. And 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 what do you think? Like, I know it's I know it's hindsight is twenty twenty, and and of course we're looking at everything because we know what happened. But like, what if they would have started Kershaw instead of Darvish? Like, you, you, I'll tell you why you can't even ask that question for a couple reasons. You don't know how long Kershaw can go. Like he ended up pitching what three, four innings that night. Yeah, yeah. But you don't know sure. how long he's going to be able to go. So, so how, you start him, and let's say he can only go three innings. What do you do in the fourth? Okay, so Darvish had a bad start, and he had two bad starts. But if you look at it, if you look at all of Darvish's starts since he got to the Dodgers, yeah. I think Dave those Roberts. were his two. Those were his only two bad starts since yeah. he got to the Dodgers. So you're not going to use the guy that you went out and got at the trading deadline for this exact reason. You're not going to use him. Dave Roberts said the same thing. He's like, if you look at all of Darvish's starts since they acquired him, he's been great for them. So yeah. why wouldn't we use him, right? You then know, why did you go get him if you're not well, going to use? Why him? have a rotation, right? Yeah, <laughs> why exactly. not pitch Kershaw every game? Exactly. You know, you got him to use him, and he's you got him to pitch in in important games. So you you do have to use him in important games, and they wanted to use him in important games. That's why they got him. But like, I think it just everything kind of blew up in their face because he couldn't last more than an inning and a half or whatever it is. And by the time he got out of the game, it was too late. And the one game where the Astros needed, like, the bullpen to just come in and shut the door, they got it, which was pretty crazy, right? Like yeah. you said, we I mean, we were, we, were, we were actually together in Toronto during this, when all this was happening. We mm-hmm. weren't watching together, but we talked in person about the, the games and everything. And um, you said to me, it's like, man, you know, like... Game five was amazing, but like game six and seven were like ho hum. They know? were they, they were pretty. They weren't exciting games, right? No, they weren't. Game five no. was great. Game two was great. Uh, game three was very good, but yeah. you're right. Game six and seven were like they were just regular games. Still a good World Series, all in all. I mean, yes. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is these these guys on the Dodgers, like Seager and Bellinger and Peterson. Yeah. Like they even if you told them the curveball is coming, they still can't lay off the curveball. Do they not understand that that they're in the major leagues now and pitchers have more than one pitch? I don't get yeah. it. Bellinger couldn't hit anything, basically. No, he couldn't. He, he was he was useless. Honestly, they 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 I really think they should not have used him because well, I mean, he was confused. Better. He was well. They they have so many guys. They could have figured something out. What about Kike Hernandez or whoever? You know, someone can play, but. I don't know. He was really lost up there. As much as Aaron Judge was lost in the ALCS and mm-hmm. in the division series, mm-hmm. this was a hundred times worse. Well, I mean, they're both rookies, right? Yeah. So yeah, they're, 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 I mean, they're that, both. Yeah. That's that explains it right there. Uh, there's a lot to be said for learning how to be a major league hitter. Look, you read Moneyball, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, for everybody out there that saw the movie Moneyball, that's Hollywood. the The book is like um. It's really analytical. It really goes into the nitty-gritty about this strategy of how to assemble a team. But I'm not going to get into the principles of Moneyball, but one of the things that they that they really focus on there is that you can look at a guy and, and you could say, yeah, he's six foot three, he's 200 pounds, he can throw, he has an arm like a cannon, he can run the bases, he can hit for average, he can hit for power. Like They, they, they rank them on these like physical abilities, right? Mm-hmm. But there's there's one thing that they can't, quantitatively with numbers um do which is can the guy hit like meaning does he know how to hit does he understand an approach to an at bat right instead of just going up there hacking right and i mean we 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 lived through the vladimir guerrero era right this I, guy I was 
I thought yeah, you were going to say Larry Walker. Well, no, but no, Larry Walker was a hitter. He, yes, he turned himself into it. Right? Remember his rookie year? How many times Terrible. he struck out? Terrible. But like, you have a guy like Vladimir Guerrero. He can go up there, and he's such a rare talent that comes up, comes 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 into the league once in a generation. Doesn't matter what happens, he's going to hit anything. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have to learn how to hit because he's that good. But like other guys, you have to learn how to approach an at bat. What's the pitcher going to throw you? Where do you think he's going to pitch you? Inside, outside, up, down. Is he going to waste the pitch? Fastballs, curveballs. You have to really understand kind of the art of hitting, right? Mm-hmm. And these rookies, they, they're not they're not equipped to do that. You know, they're really not equipped to do that right now. Obviously, Bellinger, he couldn't even make contact, right? I mean, I still want to have that guy on my team. Oh, 100%. Especially, I wanted to uh, mention something. Got a little message from uh, one of our listeners, Derek. Yes. Who uh, pointed out a little error that we made. Oh, <laughs> Goodness. Actually, because we talked about the Dodger, just because you're talking about the roster. So um, the Dodgers uh, payroll. It's so high. Yeah. But just, I, I I said Justin Turner doesn't make very much. He actually made 12 million this year. Yes. I looked that right. up afterwards. Yeah. So I, I do have the list of all the salaries and they did have the highest salary in baseball in 2017. Mm-hmm. But because Adrian Gonzalez made 22 million, Andre Ethier, a guy that had like what, three at bats in the World Series, mm-hmm. 17 million. Right, Granderson's on the payroll for fifteen. I don't know how much they paid of that. Right, and they still have uh, eleven million for Brandon McCarthy, and like they, there's a lot of there's about fifty million there or more, eighty million of like basically dead weight. Right, right, okay. and 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 I look back going back a few years, and like there's some other contracts that like Carl Crawford just came off the books like in 2016 or 2015. Like they you know like they're, they they still had other contracts that they were holding on to. But you mentioned would you still love to have Bellinger? Look at these guys. Chris Taylor, uh, Cody Bellinger, Austin Barnes are making the minimum. Charlie Culberson is making the minimum. Um, Jock Peterson, 555000 right? Uh, Corey Seager, five hundred. Yeah. All, all, all these guys are in the 500000 Seager, Peterson, uh, Austin Barnes, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor. That's the that, whole starting lineup. I, I'm thinking back to exactly a year ago today. By the way, it's the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Happy anniversary. A couple days ago. So... You know, 64, this is the 65th episode, and, you know, we're going to keep pumping them out, right? Absolutely. Bigger and better in 2018. So, I mean, we, we had this exact conversation last year, and I remember exactly what I said. I'm like, look at the Cubs. Look at their infield. Rizzo, Bryant, um, who was the shortstop last? Um, who's their shortstop? Addison right? Russell. Addison Russell. Baez. Like, these guys are all 22, 23 years old. They're going to be together forever, right? Do you, do you remember and what I said? You you said anything could happen. Yeah, I, said, I said, remember when the Expos were the team of the 80s and they were supposed yeah. to win the World yeah. Series every yeah. year for the decade? Yeah. So just because you've got the the lineup and the roster doesn't mean it's going to happen. You have to put it all together. To win a championship, you, a lot of things have to go your way. And unfortunately, it's a sad th- thing to say, but like some of it's luck. You know, there's a, there's a luck aspect involved. A lot of stuff has to go your way. And whether it's luck during a game or it's luck like not being injured, you know, you have to stay healthy, right? You know, and, and sometimes you need to really be lucky to not just have your team get like a decimated with injuries but certainly when you look at like all those guys that i just mentioned all making under a million dollars a year basically rookies it looks pretty good for the dodgers right absolutely <laughs> I mean, absolutely and knowing that all this all this other contracts are going to come off the books and knowing that they're willing to spend like obviously they're willing to they, they don't care if they're the highest paid 
payroll. They want to be the highest paid payroll. They want to win. Right. So they're going to go out and get whoever it ha- whoever it is. It's not like it used to be. I don't think you can buy yourself a championship. I and mean, look, look how the Astros won a championship. You can't. And look you how, can't. Yeah. And look how the Cubs won the championship. Yeah. They didn't really go out and and sign a bunch of big name free agents and then win it all. Like the Astros did it from scratch. They did mm-hmm. it through homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 need to have you need to have the base of your team, the spine of your team needs to be guys that you developed, and then you can supplement it with Justin Verlander. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. go out and get whenever you need to take you over the top. Right. Speaking right. of Justin Verlander, congratulations to him and Kate Upton. I heard they got married this weekend in Italy. Does that mean I don't have a shot with her now? Well, apparently not. <laughs> I need to go wallow in my pillow now. <laughs> Do you have anything more you wanted to say about uh, the World Series? I mean, well, we, you were talking about you need to have luck to win. So yeah. we didn't even some, talk about we didn't talk about the Cleveland Indians because they weren't in the World Series. But do you recall the 22 game winning streak they had, or was it 26 game winning streak that they had, yeah. and how they had the best record in the American League? Unstoppable. And they, I think, lost they lost three games in all of September, maybe mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. and then and then they lost three games in a week to the Yankees yeah. in October. Yeah. So I mean, there's some luck involved there too, there or is. bad luck. I mean, look, when you're thinking about the 2018 season, I think certainly the team to watch is going to be the Cleveland Indians because, like, they made it to the World Series last year. They thought they were getting back there this year with a better team, which they had, and they didn't quite make it. So now, I mean, look out. Like, they're going to go They're going to go full out in 2018 for that to, to make it, right? I mean... But I don't know how they can improve their team, though, because that last year they went and got Encarnacion to yeah. improve their lineup. Yeah, I'm not sure. What are they they going to do to improve their team now? Like, I don't think they can get any better. Well, they don't have much happening at third base, so there certainly can be an improvement there, whether it's the guys they're using getting better or going to get someone. And, I mean, they were exposed a little bit. We talked about it, right? When Encarnacion got injured, all of a sudden they had, like, no power, right? Mm. Well, they (laughs) were the same team that they were last year. Yeah, so... I think that's that's something they can address. And I mean, obviously, like if we're talking about who's favorite for 2018, I mean, we can look up the Vegas odds. I'm sure it's the Dodgers and the Astros, right? For sure. Yeah, it should yeah. be. I mean, look, the, Do- the Astros with Altuve, Correa, and Bregman. <laughs> I mean, that makes the, the Cubs infield look like minor leagues, to right. be honest. And, and while I don't want to admit <laughs> it, and I don't think it's going to happen... The Nationals are certainly still one of the teams that are heavily favored to win the World Series next year because they have all their stars coming back for their yeah. last year. Yeah, but I don't know. They seem like you said it doesn't make a difference. I don't like you're the one that said it. It doesn't make a difference. They're damaged goods. They are damaged goods. They're cursed. They're cursed. Yeah. So like, who cares what they do? They won't win. <laughs> Maybe I just reverse cursed them. You might have because everything you said last episode all got undone two days yeah, later. I know a lot of stuff I said is like completely like. No good, right? Yeah. You can't trust me anymore, really. Well, no, it's not that. It's like, if someone's in a slump, all they need to do is have you mention them, and they'll break out of the slump. Well, are we going to transition to, like, another sport right now? Because I have the example of that. (laughs) I I know. Go ahead. (laughs) So, um, let's, let's, like... Move into hockey, I guess. Do you want to play a clip from last week's episode where you I said should. that Lekkonen doesn't have a goal and Houdon doesn't have a goal? We should play last week's clip and then and then talk about what they did this week. All the guys in the Canadians that I said need to start scoring, all of a sudden they all scored this week. Yeah. So 
So that's good. Maybe they heard me. They felt the pressure. Yeah. Right? They felt the pressure. By the so way, look, speaking I, of the Canadians, yeah. I I am I am 99.9% certain that the lower body lower body injury that Carey Price has yeah. is a made up injury. Oh, okay. Listen. I want everybody to know we don't rehearse this show. We 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 don't even like you said it so many times. We don't even want to talk. We don't even want to talk during the week because we don't want to ruin what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I had one thing to talk about in hockey. One thing. What's and that? it was the Carey Price injury is fake. It's totally fake. It's a hundred percent fake. <laughs> it's like it was all in that. Not bad, huh? <laughs> what about the breathing, the panting, the moaning, the screaming? Fake, 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 fake. And I don't know why, like in the in the on the radio here on Friday and like on in the newspapers, not that I read the newspapers, but the local media, no one's calling them out on it. Everyone's kind of like just like, oh yeah, he has a lower body injury. BS, he doesn't have a lower body injury. He they needed to give him a rest. They just wanted to sit him out so he can collect his thoughts, he can work on something in practice, whatever, and they can't they can't call up another goalie unless he's injured. So they said he's injured, right? He needed but a mental health day. He needed a mental health week, I think. Yes, yeah. yes. But, but like, like, isn't remember? it interesting? The night before, he played the entire game. He and finished, they asked him, are you injured? And he said, no. What's that? They asked him two games, be- the game before that, are you hurt? And he's like, no, I'm healthy. <laughs> so he played the entire game. And then in the morning, all of a sudden, there's a little yeah. uh, press conference. Yeah. Or presser, as you like to call it. I don't like to call it presser. I, know, I, I hate that. I know. And then and then you, you see Claude Julien standing there saying that uh, Carey Price got injured. And they asked him, when did it happen? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It <laughs> reminds me. Because it, it didn't rem- happen. It never happened. It reminds me of back in the day. You're the one that always used to say this. And I would be like skeptical. Be like, no, they're not doing that. The Expos. All they the would time. always. Oh my God. They always were full of like hot prospects, right? Like Expos always had like the next big thing in the minors ready to come up. And, and a lot of times it was true, right? Like, mm. a lot of times we had huge prospects ready to come up. And and they couldn't call up these guys b- unless they made room on the roster and they didn't want to send someone down. So you always used to tell me they would make up injuries. Oh, yeah, so-and-so went on the 25... It was the 25 DL back then. Or 15, 20, I think there was 15. Fi- oh, no, it was a 15-day DL. So, you know, so-and-so went on the 15-day DL and you're like, well, they just made that up because they want to call up the other guy, right? <laughs> And I would I'm always so tell you, no, you no, that. no. I'm like, I, I would always tell you, no, they're not making up injuries. They wouldn't do that. I was so like uh, naive in a way, right? But when this happened with Carrie Price, I was like, do they think we're stupid? Yes. Honestly. Yes. They, they think the fans are like going to eat this up? He's, yes. He's, it's, it's ridiculous. And you know, the other thing I heard on the radio here is, oh, if you look at the tape, when he has to... Uh, go from in the net from left to right or maybe it's from right to left i don't know what i don't remember which direction when he has to go a certain direction from one post to the other he can't push off properly it's not the same it it doesn't look right Mm. i'm like okay but like is he really injured like i don't know i just i just think it's like really embarrassing for the team that that this is what they've had to kind of resort to you know yeah absolutely meanwhile in toronto the leaves are like uh, coming back to light, coming back to earth, right? Well, I it's mean, fall, so the leaves are falling. The leaves are falling. <laughs> the leaves are falling. I like that. That's a good one. I mean, remember last year at the end of the the end of the season, we did we did an episode called like a tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. 
basically saying like how in Montreal it was all doom and gloom and in Toronto it was all rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. Even though the teams went just as far in the playoffs as each other, right? Right, like, right. But, you know, and, and, I, and I agree. Like in Toronto was very, the future is very bright and Montreal it didn't look so hot. But the thing that I told you then is that what these young players in Toronto are going to have to deal with is what that they never had to deal with since since they've been in Toronto is expectations. All of a sudden, there's expectations. The good thing for them is their best player is American. So hopefully, he won't feel as much pressure as as a as a kid that you know grew up an hour out of Toronto and was a Leafs fan his entire life and yeah. now is playing on the team and has all this pressure on his shoulders. Like for example, Jonathan Drouin on the Canadians. Yeah, that 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 might be a factor, but I mean, you know, still when you get into that dressing room in Toronto and you got like 20 million mics in front of you asking you the minutia of every play of the game, like this is something they're used to because they've seen it, but all of a sudden you know, there was no, there was not any negative reporting on the Leafs all of last year. Mm. Everything was positive, right? Even when they lost, it was like, it's okay that we lost, we're getting better. That was was always the angle. And now, I think for the first time for this generation of players on the Leafs, it's not okay just to be good. It's not okay just to be okay or be good. They, they, they have to be good all the time, right? Well, you, so, said it, you said it earlier about baseball and expectations. Mm-hmm. So now there's expectations on the Leafs. Yeah. And and people were getting like, I don't know what the word is, too excited because yes, they had a good season and yes, the team is going to be, get better. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the year they're going to win the cup. Yeah, I know. Look, we joked around and we said, oh, have they planned the Stanley Cup parade route yet? And you're like, yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> like we joked around about that. And of course, we don't think they're they're really like, it, it, that's just that's just like hyperbole, you know, but but there's there's a grain of truth in that, you know? Like the, the overexcitement as much as there's like doom and gloom in Montreal about like tear down the team, trade this guy, get rid of this guy, fire everybody, burn it down. There the there's like in Toronto it's the it's like it's the opposite. Everyone's like we're winning the cup, you know? That's like the two extremes. And and I think the Toronto fans maybe are a little bit overexcited about about the prospects of the team. And maybe they're going to have to live through a season where maybe they're fighting for a playoff spot, right? Instead of just being in first place or whatever they thought they were going to be. We'll see. Uh, or it could just be a little bump in the road right now with the Leafs, right? I mean, they lost a few games in a row, but I mean, what's their record? They're like one game over 500, I think, right? Something like that. I think I think this is actually a good thing for them because, because the coach has a lot of video to show the day after the game to say, look, this is what you did wrong and this is why we gave up a goal and this is why we lost the game. Right, and right. and they need to they need to fail before they can succeed. That's right. So that's right. so it's it's not such a bad thing. And as I said, they weren't going to win the Stanley Cup this year anyway. So you might as well have these 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 uh, speed bumps now. Mm-hmm. Did you hear there was um, a breaking news while we were just about to record that the finally Matthew Shane got traded? Oh, I didn't even hear. Yeah, well, it's the same trade that was rumored a couple of days ago that kind of got shot down. Mm-hmm. So Matt Duchesne was traded to Ottawa, and Kyle Turris went to Nashville, and mm-hmm. Colorado got like a bounty of like uh, players and draft picks. I'm upset that the Canadians didn't get Matt Duchesne. Well, when you see what Colorado got, I mean, none of them are really like um, any great players. I don't know who they are, to be honest. It says I have uh, Gerard, Kamenev, Bowers, and Hammond. Hammond was not even in their team really so but they got 
a first round pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick. Hmm. So I don't think the Canadians were prepared to to offer that. And the other big thing is that um, tourists got an extension as soon as he went to Nashville. So I'm a, I'm a little surprised. Why would Nashville make that trade? I get why I get why Colorado would do it, and I get why why Ottawa would do it. I don't get why Nashville would do that. Well, they they see themselves as Stanley Cup contenders, as they should. They were in the finals last year. Okay. And when Ryan Johansson went out with an injury, they had no one to play center. Okay. So I think they're looking at this as Terris is there now. He's the legit number two center. You know, like, I think they feel like it's just giving them a lot of depth for their, you know, for their forwards. That's fine. But if I'm Nashville and I'm going to give up a bunch of draft picks or prospects or whatever... Yeah, well, some of those picks came from Ottawa, right? Right, like Nashville right. just got them all. I get right? it. But then yeah. I'd want to get Duchesne, not tourists, <laughs> if I'm Nashville. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, for some reason, like, I, you know, Duchesne had, like, one of the highest face-off percentage last year. He was, like, or not. He was over 60%. Okay. But, I mean, but, I liked him even before you told me that. I know. But the thing is, like, most teams and even Colorado, they play him on the wing. Like, the, the 60% is in, like, a low amount of face-offs. Okay. So I think teams don't look at him as a center for some reason. We'll see where we'll see where we'll see where Ottawa um, ends up using him. But Kyle Turris always did well against the Habs, so it's not sad to see him go. But certainly not looking forward to playing against Duchesne because he's a hell of a player. No, this this helps Ottawa a lot. Yeah, well they're struggling, right? As much as the Canadians are struggling, Ottawa. Look, the Canadians just beat Ottawa eight to three. I know. So so I think uh, they need to take a long look in the mirror. Speaking of that, I hate their coach, by the way. God Guy Boucher? Their, oh, most overrated coach ever. He's, he's like he's like the Bill Belichick of the NHL. He wishes. Well, no, he's but I mean... He hasn't in, ever won in, anything. In his press conferences. The, oh, the yeah, way yeah, he yeah, answers yeah. questions. That's yeah, what he I thinks, meant. He thinks he's like, you know, beyond reproach on anything, even mm. though he has never accomplished anything in the league. Mm. And somehow people think he's like this offensive coach, you know? He's the most offensive coach in the league by far. By far, by far. It's not even close. If any team still plays the trap, it's Ottawa, you know? Mm. It's, it's it's really, like, quite funny because people are like, oh, you need to have an offensive coach like Guy Boucher. I'm like, do you ever watch them play? It's totally defensive hockey. Yeah. Counter-attack. You know? Counter-attack hockey. That's what it is. Wait till they come, clog up the neutral zone, and try to – anyways, I don't want to get too uh, – Did you, know you did you watch Did you watch the Canadians game last night? Uh, no, I didn't. I was oh. out for dinner with friends. And I was keeping track of the score. I saw all the highlights after. So okay. So so did you see the winning goal in overtime? Yeah, I know the Bufflin was complaining there was interference. Okay, so I saw the replay a bunch of times. Yeah, and it looks like to me Bufflin yeah. skates and hits Pacioretty, and he falls. Yeah. So what was he complaining about? Well, Bufflin complains about everything, and you know when you lose, you complain about whatever. So they're just looking for a call. But you saw what the ref saw is that it wasn't interference, and maybe there's contact. Just because there's contact doesn't mean there's interference, right? But if anything, Bufflin skated into Into Pacioretty. It wasn't the other way around. I agree. I agree. I agree. I saw the same thing. I saw saw this article saying, uh, you know, Jets think there was interference on the Pacioretty goal. What do you think, people are asking? The, uh, the, the, The article was asking, and I'm like, no, I don't think there's interference. But, I mean, I guess if you're a Jets fan, you see it one way. The only thing I could think of, and I I watched it a bunch of times, was that um, Pacioretty, his skate got tangled up with, with Bufflin's skate. Yeah. And so I, I was Bufflin complaining that Pacioretty tripped him with his skate? No, he was saying it was interference, but who knows? I mean, I honestly, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Do you have any more hockey stuff or, uh? 
Not really. I do have some NFL stuff, though. I'm so happy that you mentioned that about the fake injury. That's the only thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the first, the instant I heard this on Friday, I'm like, okay, well, that's a fake injury. Like, yeah, I didn't I mean, even, didn't even, like, didn't, nothing else crossed my mind other than this is a fake injury that they just made up. Right. I mean, we're, so, we're in the era of fake news. We are. We're, we're, we're in the era of fake news. So, and, you know. And this is it, right? I mean, yeah. this is it. So, um, NFL. Well, let's start off with this before we even get into this weekend's games. Yeah. Um, as excited as the people of Houston were at winning the world series. Oh my God. How disappointing is it when you finally have a quarterback, like they've had a good team for a few years with no quarterback. They finally find like potentially an all-star potentially MVP caliber quarterback. Last week I said he's the future of the NFL. Yes. (laughs) Well, you see, you jinxed him too. I did. Oh and 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 he gets injured in practice. Like, yeah. how does that happen? And this after losing JJ Watt as well. I mean, we can we can have a whole episode just on all the the All Stars who've been injured this year. But yeah. I mean, for for one team to lose two All Star caliber players is it's just nuts. so unfair and so really, heartbreaking. Really nuts, right? Unbelievable. I was so surprised. I mean. <laughs> came home whatever and my son came upstairs and he's like Deshaun Watson's out for the season I'm like what do you mean he got injured in practice and he's like yeah I'm like what I'm like I go on my phone I look it up I'm like okay well there goes their season right yeah I mean they lost today to the Colts yeah and if you lose to the Colts you're bad okay I don't know if you looked up the stats the Colts have the worst defense in the league they let up the most points in the league by far more than any other team they've had the most points scored against them and somehow today, like, Texans couldn't manage an offensive score, right? I think they got one touchdown, like, on a fumble return or an interception return. Well, And then, you know, of course, like, they had a chance at the end of the game and they, they needed a touchdown. They kind of got into the red zone, but they couldn't, they couldn't do it. And as I was watching that, I was watching that series, seeing Tom Savage. Not the guy from Wonder Years. Yeah, no, not <laughs> or the guy from our for, from our softball league. That's Todd Savage from okay. our softball league. Yeah, um, like watching him, like just not able to do anything at the end of the game. I I only could start thinking about Colin Kaepernick. Well, it's not going to happen, so don't even don't even waste like, your time. Do they think that they're better off with this stiff than Colin Kaepernick? Honestly, yes, they do think that. They do think that, and it's it's really okay. I, I mean, there's my answer, right? But yeah, I mean, it's it's really really quite quite like frustrating to watch, you know? Like when you see some of these quarterbacks that played this week, and it's just it's just unbelievable. It's ironic that the same week that Todd Tom Savage started, yeah, um, another quarterback who also started this week is Brock Osweiler, who was on Houston for I think 15 minutes. Before they got rid of him. And both okay. of them started this week. So even worse about not Kaepernick not being in the league is that they're using Brock Osweiler. Now, the, th- the thing with Denver, which I don't understand, is they've been using... Um, Trevor what, Simeon. Simeon, okay. They, they, they benched him, whatever. They drafted a quarterback last year, Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Lynch. Why don't they want to use him? I think it's the same thing as what, as what the Rams did with Jared Goff. They want to make sure that he's ready. Ugh, but I mean, you'd rather... Use Osweiler than him? Like, honestly. So, look, uh, I mean, I'm glad you brought brought in, brought in up 
Brock Osweiler. So like my team, the Eagles, you know, they killed them today. Yes. And I said to Matthew, as we were watching, I said, isn't it amazing when we looked at the Eagles schedule at the beginning of the year, we circled this Denver game as like a hard game, like a wow. game that they could lose. And it was over. It was over before it started. Honestly, Denver was great in September. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened to them because they well, were. They... I mean, when you rely on defense only, it's very hard, right? They 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 can't move the ball, and like I know you talk about like Carson Wentz, like his stats aren't always so great. He had only 199 yards passing today, mm, and they, they scored 55 points. Yeah. Right, and, and you and... got he threw for four TDs. Like he's such a big play artist. It's unbelievable. By the way, so Carson Wentz was drafted, was it right before or right after Jared Goff? After Goff, yeah. Okay, Goff's team also put up 51 points today. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Goff is, uh, the Rams look serious. Yeah, me, they do. Honestly, like they, 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 they destroyed today. Like they were on, they were, they were on fire, right? And Goff, all, like it's funny because he was the brunt of so many jokes last year, Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. You can't joke about him anymore. No. Todd Gurley completely ruined my fantasy football team last year. Mm-hmm. I had him with the first pick. Like he was projected number one in every preseason proje- projection. And I took him and he sucked. And now all of a sudden he's good again. And Goff sucked last year. All of a sudden he's good. Well, you know, so. this is this is this is one example where you know how I, I always say the the coach gets too much credit when no, a team yeah, wins. Yeah. But here's yeah. an example where the Rams went and got a new coach, and yeah. this new coach has made a huge difference because they're yeah. a completely different team. Well, it, it it's true that the coaches don't always make that much of a difference. But I mean, Jeff Fisher was a hot mess. Honestly, like the fact that he was still coaching in the league after all these years, like he had a losing record for like 10 straight years and somehow yet the Rams are still signing him. You know, like, why do you want this guy? You he know? had a like, reputation of being a good coach from way back. He had a reputation, but like the league changes, you know, and he's such a defensive minded coach. It's like, that's not the way of the league now. Like the NFL right now is about scoring, you know? Absolutely. Like look at some of the score. Like it's all about scoring. It's all about passing. Right, you need to have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Otherwise, you're not going to win. The, the 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 days of three yards and a cloud of dust, you know, Walter Payton, you know, and like that's over. You know, that's over. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, a quarterback who did start today but did not play in the fourth quarter, and I don't know if it was due to injury or just because he was bad, hmm? was uh, Eli Manning. Oh well, it was because he's bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, it's 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 bad. It's dark times right now for the Giants. Oh yeah, honestly. absolutely. This is, he's got this no is... one to throw to, and he's just—I think he's done. Like he he won two Super Bowls. Good for him, but he's done. He's done. Well, I mean, they got they got their their asses handed to them today. Yeah, honestly, they did. like, and it was in New York, right? The game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's listen. If the you're Rams a had to fan. travel all the way across country and still put up 51 points. Your theory about traveling, I guess it doesn't make a difference. Well, as when you're playing a team as bad as the Giants, it's like the remedy for that. There you go. Right? There yeah. you go. And I mean, I watched a bunch of other games today. Carolina, who I think is a bad team, somehow managed to win. I think only because Atlanta's worse, right? Well, it's funny. So, you know, I make my picks every week. Yeah. First of all, just who's going to win and lose. Oh, and I'm, doing so, I'm doing so bad in the, the, the against the spreads. Well, never mind against the spread, but just winning and losing... I looked at this game and I said, it's interesting because the Panthers are a better road team than they are at home. Yeah. And the Falcons are also a better road team than they are at home. Yeah. So I, I said, okay, well, this is 100% the Falcons are going to win this game. There's yeah. no question in my mind. And so I picked the Falcons and sure enough, they lost. 
<laughs> there you go. So what That's do I what happens? So we had to delay recording tonight because you wanted to watch the end of the Redskins Seattle game. Yes. Well, I'm first of all, I don't like the Redskins. Let me say that to, to start off in case people don't know that already. Mm-hmm. So I don't like the Redskins, but it was an exciting finish because it was a close game. And with two minutes to go, Seattle drove down the field and scored a touchdown, um, but left, you know, a minute 30 or a minute 45 for Washington to get the ball. And Washington then drove down the field and scored a touchdown. So then Seattle had the ball with literally 59 seconds left and all they needed was a field goal to tie and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't end up getting it, but it was an exciting finish. Um, but I was very disappointed at the outcome of that game because of course I picked Seattle to win that one. So I was Mm -hmm. wrong again. Um, but it was, it was an exciting game or at least the end was, I was trying to tell you before uh, we started recording. Um, I, the Redskins are a lot better than you think. Okay. And, and, And when you look at their pieces, the pieces of the team, right? They don't have any receivers. No, like, no. Right. They don't, who they have fat Rob running back. Right? Who, who who's you know he's only healthy half the time you know they like cousins well we know how you feel about cousins like he's not bad he's, but he's, he's not better great. than average quarterback but, but they don't have great. Deshaun Jackson anymore they don't have Pierre Garçon yeah, anymore their top wide receiver is Terrell Pryor who is nothing special Terrell Pryor he doesn't know how to run a route there you go so you know so how are but how are they winning any games is what I'm their saying their defense I think is a lot better than people give them credit and I think all those pieces of their offense, I think it's I think they're very, very well coached. I think Gruden is a good a good coach with a good system. And I think he's getting the most out of his team that he can. He's getting he's getting more out of the you know the sum of the parts. You know what I mean? So look, are they a great team? No, but I think they're better than what you think. Right. I did some research and and the Redskins can franchise Kirk Cousins for a third time. They are allowed to do it. And he can't do anything about it, right? No, if they franchise him, he can't. Well, I mean, poor him. He's going to make $30 million. Right, even more, actually. But he doesn't want to be there, right? I wouldn't complain if I was him. I don't think he wants to be there, like... No, but I mean, if you don't if you don't have another option at QB, which they don't... But the thing is, franchising him, when you look at it... So this would be the third year in a row they franchise him, right? Correct. Okay, so he's going to make $30 million next year. Let's just say. More, actually. How much much this year? 20-something? Yes, so it's going like, to end up being it's going to end up being roughly seventy five million over the course of the three years. Right. Which had they signed him to a long term deal three years ago, they would have ended up paying less than seventy five million. Yeah. yeah. So well, yes, cause... but the truth is, for for most NFL teams, so what they would have paid him fifty million instead of seventy five. But for most NFL teams, twenty an additional twenty five million dollars over the course of three years is nothing. Yeah. No, it's but, really nothing to them. I know it's nothing, but it's like it just shows like the weakness of the franchise. They never, they never address the need of like having a starting quarterback. But you know you what? Know? I don't. I don't mind what they're doing if their rule is there so that you can keep a player. If that's the the, the purpose of the rule, then mm. use it. You know, yeah. I mean, if they don't have a better alternative at quarterback, which they don't, yeah, franchise him again until you're not allowed to do it anymore. It's just so funny, right? Because like he's gonna make a boatload of money, and it's like he doesn't even want to be there, and he kind of has to accept it. It's well, just so it's like such a weird situation. It looks like he gets along with the coach. He might not get along with the general manager or the owner, but it looks like he gets along with the coach. Look, if I was him, I wouldn't having this offensive-minded coach who really understands the passing game. I mean, 
I think there's worse places to be, right? Also, the rumors were that he was going to go to San Francisco, but the the Niners got Jimmy Garoppolo in yeah. a trade deadline day in the NFL that resembled the NHL trade deadline day. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's wild. So, so now he's not going to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, no, I mean that doesn't mean there's no. Other I read. Place for I him read. To go. I read today though that the 49ers might try to trade Garoppolo. I heard that as well. Which the fact that they're actually not playing him doesn't make any sense to me. They went out and got this guy, and they're not yeah. even going to use him. They are the franchise of my childhood. They're the team that I love. Right. They're the team that I always rooted for. But this version of the 49ers, since Harbaugh left, I can't root for them. They are the most dysfunctional team in that has ever existed. The Skip and Josh podcast is back. So I sent you a text today that shocked you. Yes, before we get to that though, <laughs> I just want I have one more football thing to say. Sure. I'm very upset with the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Yeah. Because he decided to bench Leonard Fournette, my best fantasy player, because yeah. Fournette didn't show up for a team photo this week. Well, is it they? The rumor is about the team photo. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but okay. Well, so more whatever. fake news he, is what you're saying. He, no, they, all he said was that he broke a team rule, but okay. people are speculating that it's the the photo. Does but, this coach not understand that people play fantasy football? And it's one <laughs> thing like Fournette didn't play last week because they were on a bye. He didn't play the yeah. week before because he was injured. So yeah. now this is three weeks in a row that I didn't get to use him. Yeah, TJ Yeldon stock never grows so high like uh, an hour before the game. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right? Anyway, that's all well, I wanted to say. That's all you want to say? Worlds were colliding. You know, you, you really think that the, the Jacksonville uh, coaching staff cares about your fantasy team? Well, you know what? If I ever get a chance to talk to them, I will yeah, let them know how I feel. I'm, you're not the only one, believe me, right? <laughs> all the Leonard Fournette, my son has him in his big fantasy team and, you know. And I almost screw, didn't screw know about it till like, I almost didn't find out about it. And I would have yeah, just left was, him in there was, because... It was just an hour before the game in that 12 to 1 window. Right? Yeah. So yeah. so I don't normally watch those those pregame shows that tell you who's sitting and who's not playing and all that. I don't normally watch those shows. I happened to turn it on because I had nothing to do and I yeah. see Leonard Fournette inactive. I'm like, wait a minute. He practiced all week. He's healthy. What do you mean inactive? That's got to be mm. a mistake. Yeah. And then I looked and it wasn't. And he's such a beast, right? Honestly? Yes. Honestly, he's, he's so good. Anyways. Ah. Uh. So, so yes. I don't know if I don't know if you want to talk uh, MLS or not. Well, yeah, no, you sent me a text message today. I'm yeah. just going to read the text message to our listeners mm-hmm. because I was stunned. It's a good thing I was sitting down. Mm. You said I'm watching TFC. We'll talk some MLS tonight. <laughs> so, first of okay, all, well, I don't even know what the score. Did they win the game? I have no idea. Well, they didn't win the game. <laughs> Are they eliminated but, now? No, no, but they. They um, they won on the aggregate and the stupid soccer rules. Oh, like, okay, because they scored okay. more goals on the road. They scored. They won on the away goals tiebreaker. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So it was a rainstorm in Toronto today, so it was quite dramatic mm-hmm. in, during the game, right? It was crazy to watch. But I, I just wanted to know, like, what's going on in Toronto? Is there a buzz about TFC or people it's, care about them? Or Friends of the show Joe was at the game. Oh, was today. he? Yeah, I saw his Instagrams on it. Oh, I didn't know he went. Um, like he I guess I should seats. have known. You know what? It's interesting. No one at work talks about um, TFC. Yeah. Um, the other day, I went to my ball hockey game like I do every Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And one of the guys, like not on my team, on the other team said, oh, yeah, 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to the bar after the game. I, I gotta rush to the bar because I want to see the TFC game. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. seriously, like you actually care about that? And yeah. then to the point where, as soon as his game ended, he, he started out. watching the game on his phone. Like he was so into it. I mean, I don't know this guy very well, but I mean, I didn't, I couldn't believe that anybody that I know was so into TFC well, that they need to watch it on their phone. I, I was stunned. Look, last year in the MLS playoffs, I was like that. I was. In I was invested in the Montreal Impact, you know, because they were there. Right, because it's your home team. I get it. I I don't. uh, This year, I'm like 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 they say, like I don't have a horse in the race. You Mm -hmm. know, like I I don't. It doesn't bother me what happens. Do I want to see Toronto win? Probably not. But like I don't care either way. But I was watching it because of the drama. So. I don't. You're gonna find out what happened because I'm gonna tell you. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't even know. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) So please tell me. So so um, Giovinco and Altidore both cannot play next game. Why did they get yellow cards? Yeah, so there's a rule like if you get two yellow cards, like you can't play the next game. So Giovinco already had a yellow in game one, and then he got another yellow in this game. And the yellow he got was just for sheer stupidity because he is an idiot mm-hmm. and he did he obviously dove like an embellishing to try to get a call and he got a yellow and it was so obvious. Now TFC fans are going to scream bloody murder that it was a bad call. You got to take off those real color glasses. That was a hundred percent a dive. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way around it. And he should know better. Now, Josie Altador is another story. He got into a fight with a player on the other team in the, on the way to the locker room in between the first and second half. There was a fight during the first half between these same two guys, Sasha Kleston, and who's the best player on the New York team, and and Altidore. They they got into like a, a big skirmish. They were it was heated on the field. They had to be separated, and then obviously it boiled over into the intermission because on the way to the locker rooms, apparently something happened. Now nobody knew this because when the second half started, all of a sudden the the second half started and the announcers were like, oh. I think Altador and Cleston were both given red cards because they're both not on the field right now. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't announced until this, it wasn't announced until the second half actually started. Gotcha. They, they weren't informed during the intermission. So right away, red card means you're automatically out for the next game. Also, so TFC screwed because that's two of their top three players. <laughs> it's, their, it's their two best guys, right? But is the next round also a best of two? Yeah. So they have hope there, okay. but. You know, whoever they play, uh, they are waiting for the result between the other New York team, the New York City FC and Columbus. I was going to say, so there's two teams in New York. And so now they just beat one New York team and they might have to play another New York well, team. Well, Columbus, Columbus had a big lead in the aggregate in their series. So I don't know what happened. Like, I'm assuming they're going to have to play Columbus. Mm-hmm. But I mean, certainly Columbus really needs to jump all over them in that first game because without Giovinco, Giovinco and Altidore, they... And, Probably what they're going to do is they're going to come out and play so totally defensive and try to just keep it close so they can get to game two. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I thought like you being in Toronto and this whole drama that you're going to start hearing about tonight and tomorrow, like oh, I might I, I hear about it at work tomorrow if, yeah, if it people was, are talking about it. But I, you know, it was great theater. Like honestly, it was great theater. And I tweeted something during the game before I knew he got a red card. Josie Altador is bigger than anybody on the field. You see the size, size of this guy? Yeah, in size. He's okay. he's a monster. He's a giant, right? He's literally a giant. And he is the biggest bully and simultaneously the biggest baby. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. You know? Like, 
He's starting up with guys every after every whistle, every foul, every stoppage. He's he's getting in the face of the guy on the other team, right up and like like he's asking for a red card. You know, he's asking for it, and eventually he got it. So good for him. You know, I have a question about MLS playoffs. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Every single round is a two game total goal aggregate series, except yeah. when you get to the, the final. finals, it's just one game. Yeah, it's stupid. But isn't that backwards? Like, shouldn't the finals be more games than the other rounds? I think it's because they don't... You're 100% right. That's how it works. I don't understand it either. And I think it's because they don't want the um, the championship to be decided on the away goal tiebreaker. But it's like, okay for all the other rounds to be yeah, decided exactly, that way. exactly. Exactly, right? So if you don't like the way the away goal tiebreaker works, why do you have it in the first place? Now... The whole concept of playoffs in soccer doesn't make sense in the first place because this is the only league in the world where they have playoffs, right? Well, I mean, all how do you European... decide the champion if there's no playoffs? The, the winner of whoever's in first place at the end of the season is the champion. That's it? They don't have playoffs in Europe? No, no playoffs. Really? Yeah. In the, um, in the second division English soccer, what they call the championship, I believe there is a playoff of some type. I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure. Maybe someone could you know, correct me, send me a mail about that. I'm not sure, but that's like lower, that's like lower level. Like that's second division, but like the premier league, the German Bundesliga, the, the Italian league, the Spanish league, there's no playoffs in these leagues. If you're in first place at the end of the season, that's who, that's how the champion is decided. So, I mean, you might know the winner with like a month to go in the season. If there's a team that's dominating and they have such a huge lead, the last month is meaningless. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually you're not that far ahead, but yes, last year, in the Premier League, uh, Chelsea was running away with the league and everybody knew that they were going to win it from, you know, the last three or four games that they played didn't really matter, you know? So, you know, as I mentioned, you know, it's the one year anniversary of the show and we're promising bigger and better things this year. So well, just just bigger, wanted to... Big, te- we can promise bigger. I don't know if we can promise better. Better. Oh, it's hard. We have a... We set a standard. <laughs> um, just wanted to tell everybody like a little teaser about like what we recorded yesterday. So um, we we should be releasing pretty soon um, a crossover episode with our buddies over at the Semi Intellectual Musings podcast. So you know, part one of the of the uh, part one of the episode is going to be on their channel, on their uh, feed, I should say, and part two is going to be on ours. Mm-hmm. So we had a blast talking with them yesterday. It was great. Yes, it was and uh, I can't wait to release them. Honestly, so. I mean, a lot of people may be wondering, you know, because we've talked about the Tragically Hip many times on our show, mm-hmm. but yet we never really talked about Gord Downey passing away and everything, um, which was so timely. So um, the part one of that, this crossover with the semi-intellectual musings guys is over an hour, right? <laughs> it's over an hour it's of, it, it's over an hour of Tragically Hip reminiscing, basically. Banter. Yeah. Tragically Hip, you know. Favorite songs, favorite moments, what they mean to us, what they mean to Canada, you know, just just like on honestly, it's just a great conversation. It was. They they. I don't want to reveal too much, but like Phil asked at the beginning, like what was our favorite episode of our show in the year in our one year anniversary? Like what was the favorite episode? And it's hard to identify one because, like I said, you know, you know, we talk about what's timely, you know, we talk about what's in the moment, so it's mm-hmm. hard to go back and and remember some of those great episodes, but. I think that tragically hip thing was my favorite conversation so far. Right. Another, actually, we didn't mention this yesterday, but the episode I liked that we did was our end of year episode last that year, was great. which I hope yeah. we do that again this year. We will. I've already started thinking of like, I've already taken notes, mental notes about like best team, 
um, best sports moment, and then mm. you know last year we had like best TV show, best song. Yeah, yeah. I'm already, I'm already the, the hamster, the hamster's turning, <laughs> running in on his wheel in my brain, thinking about those. So yeah, like come the end of December, we'll do the best of again for sure. Right? Okay, good, good. Yeah. All right, so uh, before we sign off, remember, you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or, you know, basically the podcast app of your choice. You know, anywhere you find podcasts, you know, just type in Skip and Josh and you'll find us. Um, if you would like to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Skip and Josh show at gmail.com. Twitter is always great at Skip and Josh, or you can also like and follow our Facebook page and um, as always, everything that I just said, all the links I just mentioned are on our website, skipandjosh.com. Awesome. Love it. All right. Talk to you next time, Josh. Have a good night. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry. There'll be another episode soon.